Hello and welcome to Sex at Bites podcast. I'm your host Abhishek, a pharmacist specialist in sexual health. Through this podcast, I want to fill in the gaps, explore the facts, and dispel cultural myths and beliefs surrounding sex education. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of our podcast, which is also part four in our series on HIV. If you're joining us for the first time, don't worry. Each episode can stand on its own. But if you can, do listen from episode 17 onwards, where we journeyed back to the origin of the virus and its devastating impact on the communities it affected throughout 1980s. In our last episode, we discussed the monumental breakthrough of U equals U, or undetectable equals untransmissible, and how it changed lives, providing a lifeline of hope to those living with HIV. We traced the journey of people who found a new lease on life through these three magical words. Today, we pivot our focus to a new challenge. For over 40 years, the HIV and AIDS epidemic has been one of the world's most serious public health crises. While significant progress has been made in the treatment and prevention of HIV, there are still many challenges to overcome. One of them is the growing number of HIV patients over 50 years old. The life expectancy of people living with HIV has increased significantly as antiretroviral therapy has become more widely available. A diagnosis of HIV today is vastly different from what it was three decades ago. Life expectancy for those with HIV approaches that of those without. This is certainly a cause for celebration. But as with any celebration, there's always a sobering morning after. The number of HIV-positive individuals over 50 has increased. Currently, over half of adults living with HIV are over the age of 50. And by 2030, over 70% of HIV population in the US alone will be over 50. Hence, HIV care and research now face new challenges. The reality of HIV and aging involves grappling with comorbidities, health conditions that co-occur. And they're showing up at a faster rate compared to HIV-negative counterparts. Diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, bone and joint issues. These are all significantly higher amongst our aging HIV-positive population. Older people living with HIV also have an increased risk of dementia, frailty, and some cancers. They also may be more likely to fall. 
It's also common for older adults with HIV to experience mental illness, especially depression and addiction, and they tend to be more isolated. Now, why is this happening, you might think? Well, there are several theories. Some believe that it's the virus itself. Some believe that it's the chronic inflammation and immune activation, which is common among people living with HIV, accelerating the aging process. Others suggest that it's the side effects of long-term antiretroviral therapy that may play a role. There's also a possibility that lifestyle factors common among people living with HIV, such as higher rates of smoking, drug use, contribute towards these comorbidities. In reality, it's probably a complex interplay of all of these factors. So, what can be done? How do we ensure that aging with HIV doesn't mean just surviving, but thriving? It begins with recognizing the problem, which is exactly what we're doing in this episode. It continues with more research to understand the mechanism behind these early comorbidities, which can lead to better therapies. It is crucial to provide more funding for clinical research on HIV and aging because of the potential impact on public health that this research may have. Health disparities and poor outcomes may increase without new research to guide treatment and care for this population. This could result in an increase in healthcare costs and decrease in quality of life for those affected. As mentioned earlier, there is evidence that HIV patients age faster. Age-relating health issues include heart disease, cancer, and cognitive decline due to advanced aging. Additional research is required to better understand the mechanisms behind accelerating aging in HIV-positive individuals and to develop interventions to slow down or reverse this process. New clinical research on HIV and aging is necessary because it addresses the population's unique challenges. For example, HIV-positive individuals are more likely to develop coexisting diseases such as diabetes and hypertension that complicate HIV treatment. HIV patients also face social and economic challenges, including stigma, discrimination, and poverty. In addition to addressing these challenges, new research can contribute to the identification of interventions that can improve the health and well-being of this population. It is also essential to understand the interactions between HIV and other medication commonly used by older adults. For instance, certain HIV medication may interact with medication used to treat other conditions such as heart disease or diabetes. New research is required to understand these interactions and develop treatment strategies that minimize adverse drug effects.
Finally, new research on HIV and ageing is crucial to improving our understanding of the biology of ageing itself. Understanding the mechanisms behind ageing in HIV-infected individuals may allow us to develop new interventions beneficial not only to this population, but also to the general population. The aging process can be studied through HIV lens, providing an unprecedented opportunity for ongoing research to advance our understanding on aging and age-related diseases. Yes, the journey isn't easy, but remember how far we've come. We turned HIV from a death sentence into a manageable chronic condition. WHO had a global target for people living with HIV, that by 2020, 90% of all people living with HIV will know their HIV status. Of that, 90% of all people with diagnosed HIV infection will receive sustained antiretroviral therapy. And 90% of all people receiving antiretroviral therapy will have viral suppression. Many countries within Europe and UK were able to meet this target. And other countries are working to get there. But as we reach this milestone, it's time to turn our attention to the often overlooked fourth 90 which is improving quality of life of people living with HIV. This includes reducing the comorbidities associated with aging and HIV. Therefore, advancing clinical research on HIV and aging is imperative to address the growing challenges faced by this community. We can improve the health outcomes and quality of life of older adults living with HIV by improving our understanding of their unique health needs and challenges. Now, as we delve deeper into the intricate world of HIV, we continue to unearth challenges and victories alike. The journey has been long and there is yet much ground to cover. With today's episode, we've wrapped up our comprehensive four-part series on the HIV overview. From understanding the tumultuous beginning of the epidemic, traversing through the rough terrains of breakthrough and setbacks, to celebrate the powerful message, you equals you, and today, exploring the aging paradigm we've journeyed through the complex landscape of HIV. But as is the nature of knowledge, one question leads to another. One discovery paves the way for the next. Our journey does not end here. In our upcoming episodes, we turn our lens to another critical aspect of HIV, antiretroviral therapy or ART. There are myriad of questions around this. What are the things to consider before starting antiretroviral therapy? 
What does this treatment entail? How can one navigate the road ahead with ART? We will attempt to answer these questions, plus many more, in our next episode. So, do join us as we continue to explore, learn, and demystify HIV. Together, let's pave the way for the world where understanding replaces stigma, compassion triumphs over fear, and hope conquers despair. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at RealSexAdBytes and myself at FarmIDExpert, where we keep the conversation going. Until then, stay curious, stay informed, and most importantly, stay safe. I'm your host, Abhishek, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And if you found this information useful, then please make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening right now. It would help the show, this movement, to grow and reach wider audiences. Together, let's make sex education a human right. See you next week.